new reporting in the investigation into Donald Trump's alleged mishandling of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. ABC News and The New York Times are both reporting that a close aide to Trump has told investigators that Trump told her not to talk about the boxes of documents. Here's the exact line that she says Trump told her, quote, you don't know anything about the boxes. Now, this assistant is Molly Michael. This is not an unimportant person in Trump world. She worked closely with Trump in the White House and then followed him to work in his office at his Florida resort. She resigned last year. Now, according to reports, she also told investigators that Trump would write to-do lists on documents that were marked classified. Joining us now, CNN legal analyst and former federal prosecutor Jennifer Rogers. Um, thanks so much for being here. I, I want to start with something that Chris Christie said, because yeah. obviously former federal prosecutor brought a lot of cases, also uh, running against the former president, political and legal, always intertwined here. Take a listen. I mean, that is active witness tampering. That's active obstruction of justice. I mean, so if she's telling the truth, then we have more evidence that will be presented at the time of trial. And this case um, will be tried. Um, and this is the guy that we want to make our nominee. Putting the political race aside, is Chris Christie right in terms of the implications of this? Yeah, if it's as reported, he absolutely is right. Uh, this is obstruction of justice, you know, knowing full well, as both Trump and Michael did, that she knew all about the boxes of documents, right? He says, you don't know anything about them as she's poised to go in and talk to investigators. That's pretty classic obstruction of justice. The question is, what do prosecutors do with this? I mean, she's obviously a valuable witness on the case that exists now, both on the side of the substantive document charges and the obstruction of justice cases they've charged it. Do they now add another obstruction of justice count as they move forward? That's interesting. Also, the question is, Chris Chris, you'll note he said there, if she's telling the truth, there's no reason to believe that she's not. And I just want everyone to listen to Sarah Matthews, who was the deputy press secretary for Trump, explaining how crucial she is in terms of was in her role and how close and close proximity she was to then President Trump. Here's that. So this is someone he knew very well who would have had a lot of face time with the president and they can't simply dismiss her, you know, as someone that he would uh, not be aware of or who wouldn't be in the know because she was quite literally sitting right outside the most important office in the world, someone who the president knew by name. And I think that makes her a very credible witness. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, a, a couple things here. One, there's no intermediary to the statements that she well, allegedly has. Just directly Trump into her ear, right? We had the prior witness, Tavares, who says that D. Oliveira, the, the co-defendant right. of Trump, came in and said, Trump told me this. This is directly. So that's really important. Secondly, she's really unimpeachable, right? She's not someone who went in and lied first, and now she's in trouble, and then she comes clean. She's someone who just was called in wasn't about to lie for anyone and get herself in trouble, so she told the truth. Terrific witness for prosecutors. I want to bring in former Trump White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews. Sarah, good to see you tonight. I've been wondering what you would make of all this. And first, you actually know Molly Michael, and I'm wondering, from your perspective, just how much exposure did she really have to the inner workings of the former president's office? And, and we all know, of course, she was outside the Oval Office, but did that mean that he really did rely on her? 
Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, my time at the White House overlapped with Molly Michaels when she was there. She began working for Trump in 2018 as one of his executive assistants. And she did sit right outside the Oval Office in an area that we called Outer Oval. And there were a couple desks right there, but she was definitely a gatekeeper for Trump. So anyone walking in trying to get FaceTime with the president who wasn't on his schedule, she would stop them occasionally and not let them in. Of course, there were certain very senior level uh, folks at the White House who were able to walk right in and see the president, but she was not only just a gatekeeper for him, he relied on her for a lot of things, and she was at her um, at his beck and call, so whenever he would need anything or if he wanted to dial someone up and get them on the phone, it was Molly who was responsible for doing that, and so this is someone he knew very well who would have had a lot of face time with the president, and they can't simply dismiss her, you know, as someone that he would uh, not be aware of or who wouldn't be in the know because she was quite literally sitting right outside the most important office in the world, someone who the president knew by name. And I think that makes her a very credible witness. You know, I, I remember, we're all old enough to remember when former president would say things like, that's a coffee boy, right? Or someone he'd be dismissive of as if, oh, they may have been inside of the White House at some point in time. This person seems pretty critical in terms of not necessarily the rank of her position, but her proximity, at least, to power. We also have a former aide and an IT worker, as you know, Yusil Tavares, who are, uh, he's cooperating. Does that make it easier for more people to maybe do the same thing now that both of these two individuals have spoken out, or at least not to maybe criticize him outwardly in the press, but at least cooperating and discussing with the prosecution? I do think that we're going to see more people come forward, um, whether it's with this classified documents case or any of the other um, indictments that Trump is facing. Look, I think um, in the case of the IT worker, he was potentially criminally liable. And so he struck a deal with investigators, which was very smart for him to do. Um, and I would hope that the folks around Walt Nada and are advising him to do the same. But as we've seen, Trump is funding his legal defense, so that doesn't seem likely. But someone like Molly Michael is particularly interesting to me because she does not seem like she was vulnerable to any uh, criminal charges. But when Trump told her, look, you know nothing about these boxes um, amid the FBI probe, she felt very uncomfortable and ended up resigning from her position because she obviously felt like he was trying to push her toward uh, potentially engaging in criminal activity and she felt uncomfortable by that. And so I did wonder you, did if you other speak to her about that, Sarah? I mean, you say that she resigned as a result of that. What's your basis for believing that? Um, that is just based on the timing of when she resigned. And in okay. the New York Times reporting, they indicated that there was a connection there. So when you look at this and think about the resignation, she obviously no longer works there for the president. And mind you, this is somebody who followed him after he left the White House, which means post-January 6th and a whole lot of other occurrences. Trump, as you know, he is known for going after anyone who comes out against him. Now, again, I have to distinguish coming out against him in a vocal uh, manner on a television program or otherwise, or writing op-eds and books besides that. But somebody who has spoken in a way that's even unflattering towards him or portrays him and depicts him in a negative light, as likely this may very well do, he has been known to come out against that person. Do you expect him to do that with this person? 
I do think that we've seen this pattern play out before. I've been on the receiving end of it. I testified against uh, Donald Trump in front of the January 6th committee to talk about um, his lack of action that day. And uh, I was uh, told that I was a liar and, you know, had the full Trump um, squad and their allies come after me. And they did the same uh, with Cassidy Hutchinson during her testimony before the January 6th committee. But it is going to be very difficult for them to try to paint Molly Michael in the same light, given that this is someone who followed Donald Trump all the way down to Mar-a-Lago in his life post-presidency. She um I think that she has um, nothing to lose and is telling the truth here and is trying to do the right thing by cooperating with investigators. But I uh, think it's not going to be long before we see that uh, Trump and his folks come after her and try to, um, you know, make her into a liar, which obviously I don't think she is. It seems like she's a very credible witness in this case. Sarah Matthews, a really important point. I mean, the credibility is really the whole ball game when it comes to seeing how a jury might view the testimony and might view all of this in context. This is not somebody who traditionally would be thought of as somebody who was the enemy of this pre of the former president. So we'll see how this all goes. Sarah, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it.